Judges chapter 3, I did um, ask my daddy, is bringing his guitar? So, Brother Eddie, that answers your question. He was asking me the other day. So, I did ask him if he was planning on bringing it. He said, I guess if you want me to. I said, well, go ahead and bring it. And uh, so, he's bringing his guitar with him. Yes, sir. Come on. <laughs> man, I'd love to hear you play Amazing Grace on those bagpipes, man. Hey, he, he can do it. No. He just do backwards. No. Nah, if you can do it, I'm ready. I'm not Judges. <laughs> Judges 3, we're going to be studying, we've been studying the life, or the going through the judges, uh, we went through the introduction, now we're going to start on the first judge, which is Othniel, and I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, uh, Judges, that book there following the book of Joshua, this goes right into the story here where the children of Israel... Uh, Joshua has gone on, and now they're without a per se leader, and so now God provides them judges to help them. Uh, and so, what we're going to look at is the first ten verses of Joshua. I mean, sorry, Judges chapter three. So, if you will, let's go ahead and read together the first ten verses, and then I'll do my best to to break it down the best that I can. Uh, and Judges chapter 3, I'm sorry, no papers tonight. I hadn't sat behind a computer all week, so uh, just bear with me tonight. Judges chapter 3 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan, only that the generation of the children of Israel might know to teach them war at least such as before knew nothing thereof. Namely, the five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites and the Sidonite, Sidians and the Hittites, Hivites that dwell in the Mount Leb Lebanon from Mount Belhermon unto the entering of Hamath. And they were to prove Israel by them to know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Now, if you'll go back into the scripture, which we read and we talked about last week in chapter number two, uh, the introduction to, to the judges was that God was going to, God, uh, uh, they came back to God, they confessed their sins, they got right with God. And but God said that there would be a snare to them, and that would be the other the other nations, and uh, it was going to uh, be a, a, a obstacle to them uh, not to be able to accomplish the things in which they were to accomplish because they wanted to do things their own way. Uh, but as the Scripture talks about, every man did what was right in their own eyes. See, the children of Israel, uh, so many times they did that, and there was a big cycle. Judges is a big cycle. Uh, the judge would rescue them. Uh, after the judge died, they would go into evil. Uh, they'd live their wicked life, and then they'd come back to God during the judge. And then they, and so it was just a big cycle. And so God told them this is what was going to take place. And so here we are. It's your choice, children of Israel, much like it is our choice today. Everybody in this room, you make your own choice whether you live right or not. You make your own choice whether you live according to the Bible or not. 
Uh, you make your own choice whether you, uh, you apply the Bible or not. Uh, you, have, you have different influences in your life. Uh, sometimes you might have a preacher. Sometimes you might have parents. Sometimes you might have uh, other influences in your life. But ultimately, it's your decision who influences you. Uh, ultimately, it's your decision what you do. You can do right or you can do wrong, and it's your choice. A lot of times in the way that a lot of people are raised today, they immediately place blame on somebody. Uh, well, it's the way that I was raised, or it was the way that this happened, or well, this happened in my life, and so because of that now I have to such and such. But uh, ultimately, you make the choice. Go back to the Garden of Eden when, when Eve was tempted uh, by the serpent to taste of the fruit. Uh, Adam tasted of the fruit second, and then God came to him and said, Adam, he said, uh, it's the wife you gave me, and he blames it on the wife. He immediately blames it on the woman, so he was unable to take responsibility for something he did. Everybody in this room, I sin because I choose to do that. I have influences. I have things that are in my life that don't help me to sin or to get in my way to help me to sin, but ultimately I make the choice. And when he came to Eve, he said, well, it was a serpent that beguiled me. And they, they immediately put the blame on somebody else because of their sin. Ultimately, you choose, you choose, just like the children of Israel chose, to do the cycle. Verse 5, and the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons and did what? And served whose gods? Their, their, their gods. See, this is where they got in trouble. They started serving the gods of the wives that they married. See, they gave their sons to these men and women, and they got their daughters from these people, and uh, they began to serve their gods. Not, not our God, but their God. Yes. See, what happens is, is we <coughs> have the wrong influences in our life, and we start serving the wrong God. Yes. They gave their sons to some, they gave their daughters and sons to people they should not have been marrying. And uh, so, and because of that, they chose to do wrong. And because of that, they chose to serve their gods. Let me ask you, what had God done for Israel up to this point? What had God done for Israel up to this point? Where did God bring them? Out of slavery. One, he brought them out of slavery. What else did he do for them? He protected them during that 40 years that they... 40 years in the wilderness, God protected them. What else did God do for them? In the wilderness, what did he give them? Manna, Manna to eat in the wilderness. What else? Amazing water. Something happened to the water, right? The water was bitter and God turned it sweet. Uh, God crossed the Red Sea and made the water dry, uh, dry the ground dry. Uh, uh, he smote water from the rock uh, and water came flowing. Uh, he gave them the Ten Commandments and they saw Moses time after time after time. The, the miracles of God. God wasn't done. And here came Joshua and Joshua comes and he crosses the Jordan and the water pushes back. 
and they go on dry ground and they conquer Jericho and Ai and every place they needed to in Israel and God provided for them every way. And here we are. Let's go serve some other God. Let's go serve some other God. What has God done for you? God save me. If you don't do anything else, that's enough. It is enough. But they went to serve other gods. Now, in verse number 7, the children of Israel did what? Evil in the sight of the Lord and what? How do you forget the Lord? How do you forget God? Come on, talk to me. How do you forget God? Do what? Brother Trent, you know, I don't believe you forget God. You just don't think about God and do your own thing. You don't choose to listen to him. Don't choose to listen to him. Because they would look at the, how many times it's miracle after miracle after miracle that God did in yeah. the lives. And they always go back to uh, people worshiping idols and everything. Yep. It gets right now. I don't believe you forget. I don't believe you can forget God. Yeah. But you can put them aside to do your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think God spoiled the Israelites. They were used to having it their way. They wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just spoiled rotten. Yeah. I mean, God had led them all the way from slavery through the Red Sea, gave them manna, fed them, gave them water. Took care of them while they were in the desert. Gave them the promised land. They got everything. Like a small brat child. He, he won't smoke. He won't smoke. You know? He, he, he doesn't know what to do right. Because he's spoiled. Nothing satisfies him. That's, that's yeah. spoiled. I don't know how you forget him. I don't think, deep down inside, I don't think you do. I've had... We had a we had a young a young lady years ago um, who really felt like God wanted her to be in the ministry, and so she went to Bible college and and uh, she got out of Bible college during the summer, and she went home and worked and met a guy and ended up getting married and and uh, never went back to church, and now she swears off on God and doesn't you know doesn't want anything to do with God, won't go to church, and she has three or four kids and. Just absolutely has nothing, want, does, not, does not want anything to do with God. But she told my wife, she said this. Uh, it's been, man, it's probably been 10 years ago she told you that. But she said, look, I, I still believe like I used to. I just don't live it. That's scary. That's scary. And here's the great thing. And just like the prodigal son, when he went out and he wasted it and and he did all that wickedness, look, God still loves the children of Israel and God's love never stopped because immediately when the children of Israel went went awry and the children of Israel went uh, living in evil and living wicked, what did God do for them? 
What did God do for them? And the next verse, uh, verse the next couple of verses, and uh, and when uh, verse number eight, therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and He sold them into the hands of the Cush. I'm not going to say the right king of Mesopotamia, and the children of Israel served uh, eight years. Listen, God allowed them to suffer persecution, allowed them to to be servants, allowed them to be slaves, and then came the Lord. Listen, no matter how far you get, no matter how far away you go, the Lord, uh, come on, come on. He's never changed. He's still there. When the prodigal son came home, he was still on his front porch waiting for his son to come home. The children of Israel lived evil, forgot God, and God still said, I'm right here. Because in verse number 9, And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord, what? Read the next verse. Raised up a deliverer. See, listen, when we stray away from God, but when we come back to Him and we cry out to Him, He'll raise up a deliverer. No matter how far, no matter what I've done, when I come back to Him, He'll raise it up a deliverer. Come on. Jesus. Come on. Did he deliver me? Hey, when he went to the cross, when he was crucified for my sins, he was raised up as a deliverer from my sins. He paid for my sins. He took my sins, my sorrows, my sufferings, everything that had ever done wrong, and he was raised up to be my deliverer. And when the children of Israel was serving uh, the king of Mesopotamia, and they cried out to God, he sent a deliverer. And when we need help, and when we're struggling, and we're at the bottom of the barrel, and we don't know what to do, uh, we've got to look up and cry out, and he'll send the deliverer. I don't know how it all work out. Uh, we'll still have some of the some of the baggage that from the serving of the Mesopotamia, but ultimately he'll send a deliverer. And Othniel was the deliverer. Look in verse number nine. And the Bible says, And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and he raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel, who delivered, who delivered. Who? Them. them. Why did he deliver them? Because they cried, help. I can't do it on my own. Now, I believe this. I truly do. That sometimes we don't get help because we don't ask for help. And we don't ask for help until all of our strength is gone. Oh, help's on the way. Oh, let me ask for help. You know the Lord wants to be your deliverer tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man that God is faithful, that he will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with that temptation, he'll make a way of an escape. 
I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the temptation you face, uh, the trial you face, the suffering you're going through, the valley that you might be in, He is the deliverer that will give you the strength, that will give you the substance, that will give you what you need to make it through to the next round. He will be and will always be our deliverer. Amen. God. There is no other way. I can be delivered by seven steps or ten steps or fifteen steps. I can't be delivered by going to meetings. I can be delivered by Him. Jesus Christ. He is the deliverer. He is the answer. He is that. Just like He was for the children of Israel and He used Othniel. Any questions before I move on? Comments, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, the same God. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I ask God to say to my soul? It's the same God that delivered them. Come on. Amen. Yes, sir. That's good. Man, that's good. That's good, Brother Blackie. It's the same God as a 12-year-old boy as I knelt beside my mama's bed. It's the same God who delivered me. It's the same God who delivered you when you got saved. Come on. That's good, Brother Blanky. That's good. Same God. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll always be the same. Always be the same. So who was Othniel? Does anybody know? He was a brother to somebody. Caleb. Do you know who Caleb is? Right back there. There he is. No, 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 no. That's not. He's not that old. No, I'm just kidding. Caleb. What did Caleb do? Twelve men went to spy on Canaan. Ten were bad and two were good. Caleb was one of the two. Joshua. Caleb's brother. Josh. Joshua, nah, we got Joshua and Caleb here tonight. Come on. Nah. <laughs> Listen, so when God sent, uh, I, I just, I want to give you something here. But when, okay, so Joshua and Caleb went into to spy out the land. Caleb and Joshua wanted the land. Okay, so Caleb came home and he told his mama. And he set his little brother down off the hill and he was telling him about the land Look, Othniel got to see the land that Caleb prophesied or told him about. Uh, he got to see the grapes as big as cluster, the big clusters of grapes and the giants that surveyed the land. Uh, and here he was, Othniel, became the first judge. Man, you think that's accidental? No. The influence of big brother, God raising up a deliverer, For the children of Israel was Caleb's brother. Listen, with that said, our influence is important. What direction am I going? Because guess who I'm influencing? My daughters. I'm fluent. Oh, and my son. 
Hey, boy. I forget about that sometimes. Look, hey, boy. I can't forget about that boy. He'll scream at me in just a minute. That's right. He don't say dad. All he wants to say is mama. So my, my, my. But ultimately, look, we all have somebody that we influence. And the steps we take and the direction we take, what is my influence like? I would hope that my influence is good. He was the brother of Caleb. Now, I love this in verse number 10, and we'll we'll be done. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Who's him? Othniel. And he judged Israel and went up to war. And the Lord delivered the king. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. King of Mesopotamia into his hand. And his hand prevailed against that man. And the land rested. How many years? Forty years. Hmm. Forty. There's that forty again. Now look, God will raise a deliverer. When we're in trouble, when we're in need, he'll raise a deliverer. But you have to cry out to him. And it's not your solution, and it definitely is not my solution. Because it's not going to work out how Trenton thinks it ought to work out. And it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. It's going to work out the way that God wanted it to. Right. And when they cried out to God, they didn't, they didn't give God stipulations. All right, God, you've got to give us a deliverer that's this and this and this. No, God, I need your help. When Jonah was in the belly of the well, he, God, I need your help. Yes. When Daniel uh, was thrown in the lion's den, uh, he cried out to God for help. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown into the fire, they, they needed God's help. Uh, and the list goes on of men and women throughout the Bible. When they needed help, who'd they call on? God. Come on. That's right. He was in the fire with them. Who is that fourth man in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? (coughs) When I needed help, he was my deliverer. Praise God. Amen. Now, we need now we need to cry out to him for deliverance. But then the second thing, and I'll close, but we need to accept. His deliverance. Yes, yes, yes. Many times when God gives the deliverance, well, that's not the way that I want it to be. <laughs> that's not who I would have picked. I'm not choosing off in the yell. I don't like him. His per, him and I, my personalities, we don't get along. You know, that, no. When God is our deliverer and he delivers us, we need to let God Deliver us. Let him deliver us. All right. Any questions or thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So when Joshua like fought the battle of Jericho, yeah. Did God help him there too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the walls. Fell. Because the walls fell. So in that in that story, you, I, I know you probably know, but they walked around the city, but they had to blow the trumpets, and they weren't allowed to attack. They weren't allowed to touch the wall. All they had to do was blow the trumpets and scream loud, and God knocked the wall down. Uh-huh, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Look, and every step of the way, God provided. And Othniel was there with Joshua. Hmm. And we have to look sometimes at, our, at things that God has done for us. Man, look what God's done for me. 
You say, well, I need deliverance. Who do you need to run to? You need to run to God because he'll help be your deliverer. All right, anybody else? Any other thoughts or questions? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house tonight. Lord, I also pray and thank you for... um,